Welcome to episode 38 of the Rescue Summer Mindset Podcast. I'm Cody Wright. All right, so I'm going to start off the show with the big, you know, like the actual stuff that you got to do if you want to be successful in the military. You ready for this? This is like the number one thing you need to do. You got to go download TikTok, follow the Rescue Summer Mindset. You know, we post all these videos. We post sometimes like random clips on the podcast. We post YouTube stuff. It's, if you do that, you'll probably you'll probably pass summer school, right? Well, probably not. That's probably wrong. I'm probably giving you bad advice. But go follow us on TikTok. I don't know. It's it's quickly growing to be like our biggest platform. Like we have more followers on TikTok than we do on Instagram or YouTube. Our YouTube channel is like I think we have like 350 subscribers on YouTube. So if if you're you know not following us, go on there, follow us. We're going to try to do a lot more YouTube videos in the future. And hopefully in the next like couple weeks, we're having a a guest on the podcast. So Vince is going to be coming out with a podcast pretty soon here where he talks to a active duty Coast Guard rescue swimmer by the name of Nate Feske. And I don't know if I've mentioned this guy before, but Nate Feske, I used to, he used to be my roommate in, in Michigan when we were stationed up there together. This guy... He was actually Vince's roommate, too, at one point. This guy gets all of the good SAR cases. Like, any SAR case we had in Detroit, Nate had it. So, like, this guy had, like, the most ridiculous SAR cases. Like, I think one time he rescued a guy from, like, a guy that was about to, like, legit, like, fall off Niagara Falls. Nate pulled him out of the, the freaking river right before he went over the falls. What else? He had, like, some other crazy ones. He rescued a kayaker, I think, like... In the middle of Lake Michigan, when it was like a gnarly storm, like big seas, all kinds of crazy stuff. So he's going to be coming on, you know, in about whenever we get it done. So Vince is kind of coordinating with Nate, and we're hoping to have that podcast out in the next couple of weeks. And, you know, I'm sure if you're a college-age student or kid or a little older, you know, like this is the time of year everyone kind of moves around. So Vince is in the process of moving houses. I recently just moved moved houses so we're all kind of shifting around, trying to figure everything out, recording this podcast in a weird spot, somewhere I don't normally record, but we're just trying to get it done. So I guess if the quality sounds a little different than normal, that's why. It's just rec- we're recording in a different spot today. But yeah, so Nate, his podcast is going to be legit, and we're also going to film that, so we're going to post, it's going to be like a you know audio, we'll post audio to the podcast platform, and then we'll also post the video to YouTube. Um... So yeah, that's coming. Just, I mean, I guess you don't really have to do anything. You just got to wait for it to come out. So that's coming. Just know that. I'm also going to be posting like, so I guess Vince did, he wrote up a nice, like really good kind of long, long, long form blog post about Nate and his accomplishments in the Coast Guard. So he's going to basically get that to me and I'm going to post it to the Rescue Storm Mindset page. So you can go on there whenever I get it up there. I'll post it on, on the story and the Instagram or something. Go on there and read about it and you can kind of have a little background on Nate before you listen to that episode. Um, what else was I going to say? I was going to say something else about Nate. But I can't remember. So I guess we'll just wait for that thing. Um, other than that, you know, I just recently moved... I don't know if you knew this or not, but I live in Boulder, Colorado, and it's been hot. Like It's like 95 degrees. It's like crazy. And the spot where I'm recording this podcast right now doesn't have AC, so it's just like, it's blazing in here. 
but we're still doing it. Um, oh, weirdly enough, I just saw like an article about TikTok. I guess Trump's trying to, President Trump's trying to ban TikTok, but here's the deal. Not going to happen. Just don't worry about it. It's not going to get banned. TikTok's great. All right, so I was going to talk a little bit about something I'm training for right now. Um, on August 23rd, so it's Sunday, August 23rd, I'm running a, a race called the Pikes Peak Marathon. And I guess most of you probably have no idea what that is because Colorado's in the middle of the country. And I'm assuming if you're listening to this with the interest of joining the Coast Guard, you probably don't really know much about Colorado. But this is the the oldest running marathon I think the oldest running marathon in the country. So it was started back in, I think like in the forties or something, like it's way old. Um, but it was basically just, it's a race where, uh, let me, let me back up a bit. So in Colorado, there's a lot of mountains obviously. And there's about like 60 of them that are 14,000 feet or higher. So that then they call them in Colorado, they call them 14ers. Um, and basically, I don't know if you get up about past like 11,000 feet, the, you start to like actually notice the the lack of oxygen in the air. You get kind of lightheaded, a little woozy. You burn more calories than you do at at lower elevations. So it's it's hard to like hike up these mountains, let alone run up them. So this race is in just outside of Colorado Springs, and it starts from a town called Manitou Springs. You run from the town up to the top of this fourteen thousand foot peak, which is the the name of the peak is Pikes Peak, and then you tap the summit, immediately turn around and run all the way back. And it just happens to come out to 26, I think 0.6 miles. So they call it the Pikes Peak Marathon, even though, you know, it's 0.4 miles longer than a marathon. So I don't know if we call that around here, we call that an ultra marathon, you know, anything longer than a, than a marathon. So, I mean, if you want to be like, I guess, technical about it, you could say it's an ultra marathon, but that's just a little braggy, I guess. But here's the deal. So I've kind of been off and on training for that. I signed up for it in January. So I was like really, really pumped on, like really pumped on running this race in January. And then immediately, like, I think a week after I signed up, I got this like really gnarly leg injury. So not gnarly, but it was just like a kind of like a little like micro tear in my like tendon. So it caused me to not run for like three months or so. And I finally got started running again in the spring. And I've been a little cautious, you know, coming back because I haven't, I don't want to like re-injure it. So I, and every once in a while, like kind of like, it starts to kind of like kind of pop flare up a little bit and I kind of notice it. So I have to like back off the running. So right now I'm healthy. I'm training for it, but I didn't get as much training as I'd like to originally. Um, if you were following me, you know, back in the fall going into winter, I was running a lot and I was, I was way fast and I was really ramping up the training and that's kind of where I got hurt. So I was, I was being a little dumb running a little, I wasn't following my own advice and like sticking to my training plan. I was going a little too far, running too much mileage too fast. So don't do that. You know, you know, you, you always want to like be, be safe and healthy, you know, cause I ended up getting hurt and it caused me, you know, to miss months and months of training. But if I was cautious about it and slowly built up, like I should have done and not gotten so like anxious and like excited about running and running like too many mileage miles, then I wouldn't have gotten hurt. So don't follow my advice. If you have a training plan, you know, stick to it knock out the workouts and slowly increase your volume, your mileage, your swim, you know, your swim efforts, distance, all that. You want to do it slowly, progressively over time to avoid injury like I did. So take that advice. But anyway, 
this summer I've kind of been trying to up my mileage and I've been kind of trying to do harder efforts in the mountains so I, I drive up a lot of times I'm actually driving up tonight I'm driving up to just outside of Breckenridge Colorado I'm gonna run up four different there's like a little loop you can do where you do four different 14,000 foot peaks in one run it's kind of cool it's like really sh it's a short run relative to like how many you're doing four 14ers in the span of like eight miles round trip so it's like super short but you're knocking out a bunch of cool ones um yeah i'm actually driving up right after i finish recording this so i'm thinking about doing a little instagram instagram live on the on the drive up there so um i mean you would have already seen that by the time you're listening to this probably so i guess that was kind of pointless for me to say but it's going to be up there um yeah i'm going to do that so i've been running lots of mileage in the mountains kind of training for this race this race is cool because a lot of like pro trail runners and runners enter this race and it tends to get a lot of uh like coverage like media coverage a lot of people show up big crowds this year not so much obviously there's like no crowd there's gonna be no crowd like there's not even gonna be like a ceremony at the end um they're just gonna kind of everyone's gonna finish and we're just gonna go away you know but i mean i'm not expecting to be like top 10 because like i think the top 10 runners are all pros but I'm going to try to do well. I'm going to push myself in that race. So I'm hoping to do, to do well in the race relative to like not being a pro, you know? So as it gets closer, I'll probably do, you know, a couple more podcast episodes before that, that race, I'll keep talking about it. And I mean, if you're in the area, you can, I don't even know if you can come actually. I think it's like pretty sure they're not even letting like people come to, to watch it. So never mind. All right, I'm going to cruise into the Instagram page and answer a couple questions that came in. Let's see. Oh, yeah. All right. Oh, that's too long. Can't answer that one. All right, here's one. All right, question for the podcast. What's the easiest part about a school? That's pretty funny because, you know, every other podcast or every other, like, question I get is, like, what's the hardest part of a school? This guy's, like what's the easiest and you know what i have thought about it i just opened that like i guess i saw that question earlier and i didn't think about it so now i'm just trying to like off the top of my head think about what the easiest part of a school is here it is i got it all right the easiest part of a school is the parachute test and if you're not familiar with coast guard rescue swimmer school coast guard helicopter rescue swimmer school after you do your one man, um, you do some multis or you do like some, you know, a bunch of like practice rescues of like down like boats and stuff. And you like practice simulate those rescues. You do another test called the parachute test, which isn't really talked about that much, but it's like, it scares some people and it does trip people up every once in a while. Um, wait, actually I'm changing the answer. That's not the easiest part of a school. The easiest part of a school is the final multi. And that probably seems impossibly wrong, but the final multi is the test you take at the end to determine whether or not you pass swimmer school. And basically it's just you rescuing like four, three to four instructors. And it's this whole big ordeal. Like it's just a, it's like the test, you know, like if you fail that test, you're out of A school for sure. Like it's the final, it's like the final exam, but for whatever reason, you know, like you take a bunch of tests going into that. You take like three to like five I think practice multi tests and by the time like by the time I got to the, the final multi 
I was feeling so confident. Like, there was 0% chance I was failing that test. It was just, like, too easy. Because you just, like, lock in. It's not too easy. I guess I'm, like, I'm definitely, like, I mean, it's definitely pretty hard. So, don't make that, I'm not trying to, like, make it seem like swimmer school's easy. It's definitely, like, people fail that test all the time. It's not easy. But I was feeling so locked in by the time I got to that test. Like, there was no way I was failing that thing. Um, so for me, that was the easiest part of swimmer school. It was because I was, I had overhyped the final multi so much that by the time I got to it and I actually did it, I was like, oh, that was like, that was cake. It was like, and I don't even know if it was, maybe it was just adrenaline and I was just like so hyped on it. But for sure, that was the easiest part of rescue swimmer school for me. Everything else was like so hard. Like I can't tread water. Like I'm terrible at treading water with a brick. So like anytime I had to do that in swimmer school, I was like basically drowning. I, I like... I was pretty bad at, like, most things, you know? Like, I mean, I got through them, but I wasn't, like, I was never the best at anything. I was a pretty strong buddy tower, but that's about it. Like, I was just average, you know? A little bit, I was faster, but, like, it's swimmer school, so running is cool and all, but um, if you're, like, exceptionally at, ex- exceptional at running, it doesn't really matter that much if you suck in the pool. So, yeah, the final multi was the easiest part of swimmer school. All right, let's see if there's any other good questions. Oh, I've had a lot of people asking about, like, just PT, improving PT numbers. And I did, I talked about it last week. But, yeah, improving PT numbers comes down to high rep, doing a lot of reps, and improving your strength. So, either you're, so there's a few things you can do, you know. So, like, if you suck at PT, you're weak, you need to start doing more PT, and if you're doing more PT, you know, like, so I'm saying, like, if you're coming from like a back room where you haven't been doing any PT, you start doing PT and you're not really seeing improvements in your numbers. That means you probably have to start hitting the weight room, start lifting, you know, doing bench press, overhead presses, you know, improving your shoulder strength, chest strength, uh, triceps, tricep exercises, dips, you know, weighted dips, you do pull-ups, weighted pull-ups, um, lat pull-down, stuff like that. That's going to improve your upper body strength. And over time, you know, once your strength kind of builds up a little bit, that translates to increases in your in your calisthenics and you know your PT numbers later on so if that sounds like you you know you're struggling PT and you've been just doing lots of PT like you know like Jocko Willink always says like hey if you suck at pull-ups just do more pull-ups but the thing is like it's more nuanced than that that's an easy answer because so that's an answer that would appeal to the masses right like you suck at pull-ups do more pull-ups that appeals to like 99% of the people who are on his channel or watching his Instagram feed or whatever but the answer actually is more nuanced. Well, that's going to like resonate with the most people. The true answer is, you know, it varies from person to person. So if, you know, you DM me and say that, like you say, like, hey, how do I get better at pull-ups? I'm probably not going to answer you because, you know, I just answered it here. So I would assume that you would have the, you know, I guess the wherewithal to, to you know, look into my, the things that I've been putting out there and kind of like, and figure it out, you know. There's so much information I've written in the past. Like, I've been doing this for like not even two years now, but I've put out so much information on that. It's almost like oversaturated, you know. You can find pretty much any answer, any answer you have about summer school, you could probably find on a podcast that I've put out there on, in a blog post that I put out there, an Instagram post. There's so much stuff. And you can just search, you know, like on Google for that stuff too. So it's like, yeah, I mean, so, you know, Jocko says just do more pull ups, but. What you really need to do is is assess and have some of like 
you need to have a little bit of like a little prior knowledge you know you need to if you don't know anything about weightlifting and strength and conditioning you gotta learn a little bit um but yeah so say you're doing pull-ups all the time and all you can do is four pull-ups you've been doing doing more pull-ups like Jocko says but nothing's happening what you got to do is just add in some some weightlifting you know so strength training so you need to add in some weighted pull-ups so maybe if you can only do four pull-ups you add five pounds on a waist belt hang it below your legs do a couple pull-ups rest do it again and you know do like three to five sets of that in a workout um you can do lat pull downs you know and that's improving your your back strength you can do hammer curls you know curling the dumbbell barbell barbell curls you know you're improving your bicep strength arm strength back strength you're doing all that and you know that's the real answer if, if you're like struggling and you've been doing a lot of pull-ups and you're not seeing improvements and you're in your max pull-ups yeah so i mean that's just pretty much all there is to it like Jocko would never say that because if he had to explain that much, people would be like, all right, I'm bored. And they would just probably like unfollow him or something. So actually it doesn't really even jive with his whole, his whole, his whole vibe, you know? So like, if he said that people would be like, what? It doesn't make sense. Like I thought you just said, you got to do more pull-ups. So it wouldn't, you, you can't do it when you have that many followers. So that's the deal guys. I'm telling you the real stuff. Like someone with that many followers can't tell you the real stuff. He's telling you like that curated, info that that's true but it's not the real like it's not really what's going down like this is what's going down like that's what you got to do if you want to get better at pull-ups oh also um about a month ago we started to we basically opened up donations to the rescue mindset podcast so if you go to rescuermindset.com you'll see a page basically a, a little tab you know in the upper portion of the site it's like the little the menu bar up there there's a, like a donate to the podcast tab if you click it there's a little description but we basically are taking donations for this podcast since you know it's free i mean all podcasts are pretty much free but basically there's a little donation tab you can donate some money to this podcast and what we're going to do is all the money so basically it's like this 80 percent of the money that you donate so there's little tabs you can donate like anywhere as little you can donate anywhere from like i think a dollar all the way up to like $200. I mean, and there's like a, a range, you know, you can like select how much you want to donate. And basically 80% of whatever you donate is going to go directly into this podcast. So what that means is I can get some AC in my freaking podcast studio, or I can, you know, afford to, well, not afford to, but like have the luxury of, you know, maybe going somewhere else and getting a, a cool guest in the podcast, you know, stuff like that. So a hundred percent, well, so 80% of what you donate. So if you donate, donate, you know, say if you donate 10 bucks to the podcast, we're going to put $8 towards improving the show. That's improving equipment, travel, getting new guests. That's, you know, getting that AC. So I'm not sweating over here in Colorado, um, stuff like that. The final $2 or 20%, if you know, donate $10, um, is going to be donated to, the Coast Guard Foundation. And basically that's a charity that is specifically involved with helping members of the Coast Guard. And I think they even do, you know, the Coast Guard veterans, they help anyone in need of financial assistance, they help them out. So if, you know, if you're feeling generous, um, go check that page out. There's a little description, you know, on that page too. And yeah, I, 
I've had a, we've had a few donations, you know, come in recently and it's cool. And I'm excited to finally actually donate. Basically what we're doing is like, you know, um, we're waiting for a certain amount of money to come in before we, we like donate or like send a check to the Coast Guard Foundation. So hopefully in the near future, we'll do that. And I'll, I'll post something about it on Instagram and do a little write up, give them some recognition. So maybe you can just donate directly to them if you want. All right. What else have we got going on? Oh, I was checking out the news earlier, some some military news. There were some like cool stories. So I'm gonna go. This is military.com, and I don't know why I picked military military.com, but I recently like saw. I think it was like I don't know if you guys follow Stu Smith, but he's like a a Navy SEAL. Um, an ex. He's a re, not retired, but he's a Navy veteran. He was a Navy SEAL, and he he was a guy I kind of went to when I was trying to become a rescue swimmer. So I use all his programs while I was training and he's kind of what inspired me to, to make the rescue swimmer mindset and kind of start a thing for rescue swimmers and like more like really water related, like water confidence stuff, water confidence training. He's kind of what inspired me to do that. So I think he writes for military.com. That's why I like recently was on there, but yeah, I was, so I'm on military.com and you ready for this? Like, all right, get ready for this. Where was it? Oh, I don't know if I meant, I definitely, soldiers, all right, this is the head, headline of the article. Soldiers to shoot lasers from striker vehicles in, uh, I guess got a pop-up, hate those. All right, Sol, soldiers to shoot lasers from striker vehicles in upcoming tests. So we're shooting lasers in the military now. Yes! That's sick, right? I mean, lasers? All right, uh, the article's so short though. The head of the Army's Directed Energy Weapon effort said Wednesday that soldiers will be firing lasers from the Striker combat vehicles in a test next year to select the firm, the best firm to equip the service with this high-tech air defense weapon. This is like straight out of some movie, right? This is sick. All right. Yeah, I mean, I guess we're getting we're shooting lasers now, so um, I guess teleportation's next, right? We're going to be teleporting and stuff like that. That's pretty cool. Oh, the VA continues to torture cats in a medical research rights group claim. Yeah, that's unfortunate. All right, let's go to Reddit. All right, so we're going to the Reddit Coast Guard page now. You can follow along, you know. So this is like, I'm recording this Wednesday night. Um, what is it? August 5th. So I'm on the Coast Guard Reddit page. Here we go. Here's a good question. This is solid. Leaving for boot camp tomorrow. Any last minute advice? Top comment. Are you ready for this? Don't draw unnecessary attention to yourself. Do what you're told and blend in. Solid advice. You know, when I was in boot camp, I was like, well, I'm kind of tall, so it's hard to like blend in. But man, I like, I don't think the instructors even knew my name by the end of the freaking, the end of the whole eight weeks. Like I was so good at blending in, in boot camp. So that's really good advice. Remember it's all a game and have fun with it. Also true. Hard to, like, remember that sometimes, but that is true. The instructors are, like, they're just chilling. Let's be honest. Like, the instructors are chilling. Like, they wear those hats, and they, like, cock them, like, to the front, you know? They look pretty, they look pretty intimidating. But it's, like, at the end of the day, they're just going home to, the, like, their wives or, like, their husband, and they're just hanging out when they have kids and stuff. They might go to the beach or, like, I don't know, they're, like, eating dinner at, like, freaking Burger King, you know? Like, so, they're not that intimidating. So, like, it is just a game, so have fun with it. Also, solid advice. The first couple of weeks are probably going to be a bit weird due to COVID. Don't know. 
wasn't there during COVID, but it's probably true. You probably have to wear a mask when you march around. Enjoy some of the PB&J sandwiches for me after you finish every meal. Also true, you get to make PB&J sandwiches in uh, in the galley. Like basically, you like can eat whenever, and like they also have like a PB&J station. It's pretty legit. I used to like eat like four of those freaking things after dinner. All right. Oh, this guy. This guy responded to that comment. And goes, don't blend in too much. Why not? He said that worked for me until about week four, and when I was walking on the quarterdeck heading to duty. I heard the guy go, who the fuck are you? I guess the CC said that. Who the fuck are you? And spent the rest of boot camp doing push-ups every night until they could remember me. Yeah, that sucks. This guy clearly doesn't know how to blend in that well because he only made it halfway through. So you can blend in. I did it. This guy sucks at blending in. Uh, <laughs> uh, this one's funny too. I don't know if you guys recently... There's like this YouTube video out right now. Um... It's like a Marine Corps, um, uh, like I guess he's a retired Marine. He, he did like one of those react to videos where like, it's like, um, retired Marine reacts to Coast Guard boot camp. So I watched it recently. I think Vince, Vince told me about it and I was like, oh, so I watched it. And this is actually funny because there was a scene in that, in that, that YouTube clip where they're just like in the galley and the instructors are, or the CCs are kind of like messing with the students, which they do, you know, they like stop you when you're like walking with your food, going back to your table. And they like tell you to like spit out some required knowledge. So like, there's like certain things you got to memorize. They ask you to like spit it out, like in front of them before you can go sit down. And if you don't do it, you know, they like make you do push ups or something. Um, but there was one scene where like, <laughs> um, yeah. So the instructor is like, she's like, I can't remember if the instructor's a, Oh, man, man or woman. Well, I think it was, a, I think it was a, I can't remember. Whatever. So the instructor was like yelling at, um, one of the, the recruits and the recruit was, a just like a young woman, you know, like maybe like, she looked like she was probably like 18 or 20. And the instructor was like, what is, uh, what was it? Oh, it was just some like, oh, it's going to ruin the story if I can't remember it though. Oh, I can't remember. But basically she has some sort of required knowledge and the the recruit starts going <laughs> Like she started yelling like but you couldn't it was inaudible. Like couldn't understand a word she was saying. And the CC was like clearly used to it. Like the CC had clearly like ex- just accepted the fact that this the student didn't know how to yell properly. Like she she's inaudible when she's yelling, which is not a good trait, you know, like if you're trying to yell and you're, you're not, I guess one of the points of yelling is to get your point across in a more punctual manner. So if you're doing that and, and you're yelling and you're, you're inaudible, like, I mean, you're doing nothing. You're just wasting time. So I don't know why the, the instructor didn't even comment about it. She just like, she just like <laughs> accepted it and was like, okay. And, and they just went on. But the Marine also said that too. He was like, well, if you did that in, like, in the Marine Corps boot camp, the instructor would probably laugh, laugh at you and then like make you like pretty much like tell you that you need to figure that out or you're not going to graduate because you do have to know how to yell because the whole point of yelling like in boot camp or like being you know projecting your voice and being loud and punctual is because you know when you're at sea you know on a boat or you're in a helicopter and and like shit's going down you have to be able to like not only like handle all that but you need to be able to at least like clearly be able to communicate with your your crew members 
in a way where they're going to be able to understand you. So, you know, you got to figure that out. It was just kind of funny. So I don't know why that was a whole rant based on this one comment where the, the tech girl 23 on Reddit goes, be loud. Think of it as the only moment in your adult life where you can be allowed to yell at your boss. I enjoyed the part, that part the most. So you can yell at your boss. Yeah, but make sure your boss can understand you. Um, yeah, I mean, so that's the big stuff. So, uh, the biggest one is, you know, the first comment that, that we went through is, you know, clearly don't draw a lot of unnecessary attention to yourself. And the second one is just remember it's a game and it's also only eight weeks, but when you're in boot camp, it feels like eternity. It feels so long and you don't like, you don't even get any candy. I was always like craving candy when I was in boot camp. I always wanted like sour candy. You don't get any candy. All right, let's go to the, the Reddit rescue summer page real quick. All right, so here we go. <laughs> what? Oh man. Okay. These some of these some of these are like kind of funny. This guy goes, "Do they simulate an on-duty day at a school?" And the only comment, and I, this is from like a guy who's like actually a swimmer. He goes, nope. <laughs> Just going to leave that at that. Um, yeah. Nothing good on the Coast Guard Reddit page. It's kind of dead these days, it seems like. If you're, you know, um, we have a few courses that, you know, when the summer, that course just came out recently and that's just like a whole workout program that we Vince and I released. We have a cool promotion coming out with that in the next, like hopefully the next day or two and I'll post to Instagram, but basically we're doing like this cool, like kind of live event. Um, I guess you can call it, yeah, we'll call it like a live event, but it's going to be Vince and I putting it on. And if you, I'm not going to tell you anything else. We're just going to leave it at that and you'll see the, the Instagram post probably in the next like 24 to 48 hours let's say oh yeah and other other big news i just put my my phone number out there on the uh in the web world for all you all you people to see so if you want to text me and you know basically what i'm doing is like if you want to text i put my number out there so if you're interested in texting me and you know getting like some sort of like weekly set of weekly workout like a workout or two um kind of tips on training updates about the restaurant mindset and you know just random maybe like chit chat every once in a while water confidence stuff just shoot me a text telling me what you're training for or you can or let's do this shoot me a text tell me what you're training for and just tell me like the number one thing that i can do for you as far as helping you train train more efficiently train smarter train better stuff like that so the number that you can text me at is 833-552-0559. And I'll say it one more time, even though I know you're just going to pause and go back. But it's 833-552-0559. So when you text that number, just text me again. Your, you can text me your name. You don't have to. Um, just text me what you're training for. And then just like the one thing I can do to help you train more efficiently or train smarter. Or just... Maybe if you have like a random question, just text it to me and I'll get back to you on that. 
but other than that, that's pretty much all I have for, for this week's episode of the podcast. We're going to do, as I said, um, next week sometime, hopefully, it might be a couple weeks, we're going to have that that podcast with Nathan Fesky, who I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast. That blog article is going to be going to be posted. You'll see an Instagram post or Instagram story about that. Go read about it, and you'll get some background information on, on Nate and his career. He's an awesome, awesome dude. I used to live with him. I worked with him for, for about four years, I guess three years. Vince worked with him for a couple years, and we were all stationed together at the same time in Detroit. We were all roommates with him at some point. Um, yeah, he's going to have great stories. It's going to be a good episode. It's going to be longer, too. I think I think Vince and Nate are just going to kind of chat as long as as long as they, they need or as long as they kind of want to until they get bored of each other. So, you know, hopefully it's a longer one. We'll get that on YouTube. It's going to be a cool event, you know. Don't forget to be on the lookout for that live training we're going to be doing with uh, Win the Summer. Although I didn't disclose much about that. It's, it's coming. You'll see the post about that. It's going to be pretty cool. And don't forget to donate to the podcast if you're interested in doing that. Other than that, I will talk to you all next week. Until then, be better.